You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Matthew 6.24 No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the earth, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We have here the words of our Lord Jesus. And um, like we've said here severally, the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation, is the word of God. But when the living word came down, these were the words the word spoke. If you are a bit of um, mathematical, this is the word to power two. You understand? There is letter two. So when it's two, is two. But when you say two squared, what does it become? Two without squared on top and two squared. Which one is more powerful? If you have a Bible with the words of Christ in red, when in doubt, go and read the words in red. It will clarify things for you. And the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 1.30, our Lord Jesus Christ, that's, um, that taught us that recent, became for us the wisdom from God. Okay? Jesus Christ came and the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was flesh. As he dwelt with us, and if we can say, if, we're, if it's possible to say that correctly, and experienced life on earth, he spoke these things to us. So he, he was not just the word from above, he was the living word, and then this was the word in practice. So we can say that as Jesus, our Lord Jesus came, he realized the need for clothing. He realized the need for food. He realized the need for all of that. And then said, this is the solution. You know, it's one thing for me to tell you that when you go to Akure, eh, 
If you get to the junction, turn left. You see a white house, turn right. I've never been there. It's what I saw in Google. But you see, when you actually get to Akure, you might find out that there is a cream house before the white house, which you might see and turn. My description might not be as apt as if I've been there. Are you getting me? Now, this is what our Lord Jesus, having been on earth, having lived for 30 years in our earth. Are you getting it? Having lived for 30 years in our earth, he as God and as man, it begins to speak to us. That's why I say he became for us wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to solve problems with minimal exertion. Praise the Lord. So being the wisdom from God, you know what he does? He simplifies divine things. He makes it easy. He makes it possible. Maybe not easy. He makes it possible. So he that says you cannot receive the kingdom unless you come as what? Little children. The onus was on him to make it possible so that little children can receive the kingdom. Praise God. You see, whereas some people take the spiritual things and take them to areas where you're listening to them, you're just dazed. Your head as if you're watching a Batman 5. <laughs> Are you with me? You know, but some other people take it and they simplify it as if you're watching uh, Sesame Street. One, two, three, four. You just understand everything that is going on. The difference is the level, the greater the wisdom of the person speaking, the simpler it is coming to you. You see, that a car is good and, you know, technical and full of, you know, gadgets does not mean you have to connect seven wires to start it. All the brilliance of the engineer should simplify so that you say start and the car will start. If they finish building it and tell you that before it starts it, you do mathematics. That means they've not known their engineering well, isn't it? And so that somebody knows something, he should not make it simple for me that doesn't know. And that's what the master did. He became for us the wisdom from God. So he said to us, he said, I admit that all these are issues. Praise God. He doesn't deny them. All these things are genuineness. Every human being needs it. You want to eat, sometimes it is, uh, you know, um, or father rice you want. Sometimes you want Milo, you know, like me. Sometimes you want, um, what are the things you want? Fisherman soup, you know, like Gigi. Sometimes you're in Abuja like this. And you're longing for that Akara they sell in Ibado. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, I understand all those needs. Okay, but don't worry about them. Why? He says your heavenly father knows that you have what? Need of all those things. But look at where we started. Verse 24. He said in that 24, he said, no one can serve two masters. It's not possible. The same way a normal human being can be going in two directions. Is it possible? Can he be going left and going right? It's not possible, Abby. <laughs> the same way, he says, you and I cannot serve two masters. He says, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. Now, he went on to say, these are the two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, when, when we say mammon, he's not talking about when you're pursuing billions. Look at what he said. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. So worry about anything that is not God 
is a direction of what? Mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, do not worry about life, about clothing, about your office, about your promotion, about your rent, about your husband, about your wife. He said, don't worry about any of those things. What should you do? He said, seek first the kingdom of God. And really, what I've come to start to begin to share with us tonight, that's why I was so blessed on Sunday, because for a while I've been meditating on this first. And that's what I've come to share with us. The word first. Because you see, when you were speaking on Sunday, say, seek you first the kingdom. Many times, we go away with, okay, I'm a Christian. And what I'm doing is in the interest of the kingdom. Praise God. Now, the truth is this. The enemy we have is not a small boy. Praise God. You see, the same way, if you have a child that is in primary four, he's doing mathematics, arithmetics, whatever, no more arithmetics, it's mathematics or maths. If you have a child in GS1, the same child is doing mathematics, isn't it? If you have another child in the university, in study, that is doing engineering, the same child is doing mathematics. Have somebody, a brother, a nephew, who is doing masters in engineering. He will be doing the same mathematics, isn't it? All of them are mathematics, but they are different. There are some, you enter into your calculator. They don't use calculators, is it? You enter the thing will just show you 88888, which is telling you that the manufacturers of this calculator did not intend for you to solve this kind of problem. Why are you overburdening me? But all of them are what? Mathematics. So now, what am I saying? So the enemy comes to us at different levels. And because this is kingdom keys, I want to talk to you at another level. Because when we say kingdom, someone who came to church will immediately think, well, I mean, I, I pay my tithe. And then I come to church and then um, I'm doing okay. I'm beautiful because one of the things I said to Lord, Lord, please don't allow me to preach what you won't help me to live. Do you understand? Because that one is worse. Because you see, nobody will be, you'll be the one judging yourself. Okay? So he said, note in that place, he, says, he didn't say seek the kingdom. He says seek first. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and these other things shall be added now what is the word first you know what the word first implies it means that until it is finished two can come many of us who travel outside the country you've been in instances where you get to the counter you know you get to the bank or, uh, or airport checking or wherever and there's a line and one line has three people you come in one line has three people, you know, for the counter. Counter two has nine people. And they're attending to people. You quickly go and join three. When you join three in most of those places, they can spend the next four hours on that one until they finish the person in front of them. They're not talking to any other person. You know, if it's in Nigeria, they saw a guy, your matter is too much. Wait aside, make we talk to We've had experience. They will just continue. Some, they will wait, make phone call, wait for somebody. Every other person on that line has to wait until they finish with first. The Lord said to me, when they say seek you first, it's finished with me. Do you understand? It's not, you know, remember me. Somebody goes to do a business and he knows this business, God is not too pleased with it. But he said, let me finish, I will pay tithe. You see, what has happened now is that you have displaced, displaced first. You're not, a, the beast, you're not even stealing. 
But all he's saying is that in this venture you're going into, did you critically analyze the implications to the kingdom? What is the kingdom priority in it? Is someone hearing me? So he said, let, let, let us look at the word first. What does it mean? The, the word first, okay, okay let, let's leave that first. I, I, I'm going to come back to that. Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. That's where the children of Israel were told. He said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is what? The Lord our God is one. You see, this is the foundation because our Lord Jesus Christ came to bring to us a deeper understanding of the old covenant okay so this word now this statement here four and five is called in judaism it's called the shema this statement here when a jewish boy starts talking this is the first thing he memorizes and what he simply says is here O israel it says jehovah our elohim jehovah is one it's called the shema and it, it says what it is and it, that one there implies unity, it implies um, uniqueness. But the, there was a day I read that, and he said to me, that word, living so you might remember, we prayed it in our prayer He said that first there, that one there, it also implies first. And until I'm finished, which I can never finish, there cannot be a second. That's the Lord our God is the number one. <laughs> Assuming they bring this bow now, and they say to you, okay, you're you allowed to fill this bowl with, you're allowed to put, um, um, uh, what, what is it we have now? Water or what else now? Or paint, okay, in this bucket. But first, please, put all the paint, put the paint that is available here, okay? You now go and bring the, you have a bowl of water you want to add here. So they say, you have water you want to put. Your interest is to put water. But they said put paint first. So you can bring the gallon of paint and you start putting it. First implies that when you're done with the gallon of paint, eh, if there is no space, where is your water? Your water has gone. And God is saying first is that I finish you. You see, when I get in, what is left is what I leave behind. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord somebody. So in essence... If you get this in essence you never really have time for any other thing you become the apostle Paul speaking he says I'm the Lord's bond servant what is a bond servant? a bond servant is a slave the thing a slave does a slave cannot pay rent a slave cannot buy food you know why it is his master that will feed him is his master that will accommodate him is his master that it is impossible for the slave to find what to wear it is the responsibility of the master all the slave does all his lifetime is please his master that's why lord jesus speaking to us on faith told us the parable of the master and the servant who went to the field and came back you go to the field and come back you still stand and wait on the master and say master i've, I've returned from the field then he'll say to you ah You've come back, how did it go? How is the, the market, all of that? You say, went to it. You say, okay, now go and boil yam for me. I want to eat yam and stew. You go and boil yam and make stew. And then you serve the master while he's eating. You say, uh, uh, give me, bring. To, you go and bring. The man finished. He say, go and bring me water for washing hands. You know, you go and bring. And you're still there smiling. When he's done, done. Sometimes he'll be eating and sleep off. You have to check very well 
Then you quietly remove his hand from the thing. Then that's when you're free. Isn't it what a slave does? But now, all of that depends on the kind of master you're serving. And that's where he started by saying, you cannot serve two masters. That's where it begins. You must know the kind of God that has invited you. Is it a God that lives for you, they left out? Or is it a God that prepares for you the best things? That's where the faith comes in. He said, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. That's what we have been blessed, even though we are slaves. We are the kind of slaves that the master has made us joint heirs with his son. Hallelujah. Where the son has said, you're my brother. Everything I have, you have. Are you getting what this thing is about? So when we are now called to seek first the kingdom, the apostle Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, Romans 12, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, pure, holy, accepted. He said, which is what? So this seek first the kingdom is only reasonable if we know who we are dealing with. Praise the Lord. It's only reasonable because the Jews had to get this. They had to know the Lord, this Jehovah, is first above all else. We don't negotiate it. I don't say I cannot come because I'm walking. It's not possible. Who gave you the work? You can't say I can't do this. No, it must be by express instruction that the Lord says in that work, you're doing something there. The kingdom can never be second consideration. You know, we've had cases where people, where people, I think Mommy has dealt with that a bit, you know, in one of the meetings. Where people get a job, maybe outside of Abuja, it pays much more, and they're asking pastor, should I go? I can't tell you not to go. You know why? I cannot tell you because I'm not your God. Thank God we're in New Testament. Praise the Lord. Everybody has the spirit of God. But you see, why are you going? If already you're here, and the Spirit of God has said, this is where it should be. Has God shown you in a vision another place where it should be in Jamaica or in uh, Ibadan or somewhere? What assignment I go? If it's purely because they've doubled your salary, who is pushing you there? Who is sending you there? You say, but I, I, I passed, but no, who, what are you going there to do? Very simple. The, this, what does Jesus say? Seek you first, what? You should come to me and say to me, Pastor, I think that the people, they are madmen, they are prostitutes in Ibadan that I need to minister to. So I'm looking, I'm praying for a transfer there so I can reach them. And you are talking about something that has to do. Don't come and tell me they've multiplied your salary. Praise God. And somebody might say, no, but when I go there, I will do something. That's where it comes in. When you go there, you do something means second, the kingdom second. That, I'm trying to help you understand first. First means, you see, another way to understand this, first is the motivation. First is the inspiration. Why are you doing it? So somebody, you know, is gifted. You want to do a gospel album. Why do you want to do it? Ah, Frank, don't hit. Uh, Nehemiah, don't hit. What's the, what are their names? Mercy, don't hit. Everybody, don't hit. Me, I get my gift. Make a hit too. You see, you see, they don't blow. Thank you. You see, they, they are just blowing anyhow, so you want to blow. If that is in your head, you see what has happened now. And then you say, ah, and I will bless people. The kingdom is second. It's not first. You'll be moving, you know, and you might blow. Praise God. But you see, it's not first. What is not first? It's not first. 
Are you understanding? What is not forced is not forced. And, and the thing about these things that we, 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 de- we are dealing with a goal, whom the Bible says all things are open and naked to the one with whom we have to deal. That's why I say this is not a what. I thank God this is kingdom keys that I'm getting. I've been meditating on this. He said forced. Tell them about forced. Forced is before anything. And if you're able to just get forced, forced doesn't imply that there should be a second though. Praise God. Have I told you the story the first time I was taken to a Chinese restaurant? In Lagos, you know. And um, I, I like pastries a lot. So when we sat down, I think Chinese food, they, they, the Chinese restaurant, not Chinese food because it's Nigerians that cook those food. They purposely delay you so that when you pay the money, you are paying rent and for the small food that you ate. So they kept us there for long. After a long time, they brought spring rolls. That was actually my first time I've seen it. And it looked like meat pie. So I was already very hungry. I started eating the spring roll. There were about 12 of us. And all of the people took one one. I was eating the spring rolls. Eating the spring rolls. I noticed nobody was struggling with me. So I continued to eat it. <laughs> Praise God. I continued to eat it, you know. And, but I noticed nobody was, you know. They were just, they had been there before. I had never been there before. Finally, when they brought the main food, I was just looking at it like this. Because the first one had filled my stomach. It was with I that I ate the rest. I was just looking at it. There was no space. Now, that is what is forced. When first enters, sometimes there is no space for second. Because what is forced occupies the space. I get it what we are talking. It says seek the kingdom first. That's why when you see a man who is really pursuing the kingdom, and you tell him, ah, brother, you're just serving in that church. Nobody's recognizing. He said, eh, I didn't even know. You know why? He's finding the kingdom. He's not saying, well, I will seek the kingdom, then I'll seek my glory, I'll seek my notoriety, I'll seek my popularity, and then everybody. No. He's seeking kingdom. And in the kingdom, he's getting all that he wants. But when men don't understand that, they put many things, they put it on power. Well, I, I will serve here, and I will do here, and then this will be my... No, 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 no. no. It doesn't bless you that way. Because remember, our Lord Jesus is the one who loves you and I more than we love ourselves. He loves you, he loves me more than I can love myself. Now, and then he also has something that we should respect. He created the devil. So he knows the operating system that he put in the devil. So he knows that the devil, if you allow him room, that's why I say do not give space. You know what it means to say don't give space? Don't give space is when you cover that bottle, make it airtight because any air that enters will spoil what is there. He said don't give space to the devil. That's why he said put it first. Because if he's just seeking the kingdom, the devil can come and tell you, what's that? I mean, uh, uh, you do, people will be blessed. Uh, when you get this job, do you know how many people in the church will be happy? Do you know how many people it can help? Now, there's nothing, I'm not talking about saying that you shouldn't, you know, push and expand. But I'm just saying the first position. Uh, uh, do you know, uh, you just marry now. Uh, marry him now. He's a nice. If you marry him, after some time, he'll start coming to church. And then, but the, the question is this. Is the kingdom force? Are you listening to the sound of the kingdom in this decision you're about to make? Or is the kingdom coming later? Ah, ah, I mean, when we, when we marry and born again, he's not born again. When we now marry, you know, I will now be light. And then I will shine in his life and change his blood to ash color. And then, 
It doesn't it make sense? But, but it's not forced. Now, the same story could be, I mean, the same story could be by revelation. Praise God. By revelation. God can say, that man, he's your portion. And go to the Lord and say, this man is, is a brute. He says, it's the assignment. What were you when I, I, I captured you? Was it not Jose that the Lord sent to a, a prostitute? But you must settle it first. Don't come and say, eh, well, pastor, he's not really, he's not born again, but he's a nice guy. The devil has just, you know, given you salad to eat. Don't say that. If you know his assignment you're going, so that if after 10 years of marriage, he has used you to do Dick Tiger. You know, if I, some of you don't know Dick Tiger. <laughs> Dick Tiger was the champion, Nigerian champion before Anthony Joshua in the 70s. You wouldn't know him now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anthony Joshua is the current uh, Nigerian champ. Now, if he's boxing you because you know why you entered into that thing, you can go to heaven and say, Lord, it is you that brought me in. You know what will happen? That life must be changed because his words can never return to him void. And most importantly, grace will be available to you. Grace will be available. Once you don't deceive yourself, you see, all of this, I think it's still getting to motive. It's still getting to inspiration. Why are you doing what you're doing? And that's why sometimes yeah, it, it might be as if we are slow. We're not slow. We're asking ourselves why. We're saying who is pushing us? Why are we getting into this? Why do we want to do this? Why? Because the desires are common. Every human being needs, everybody needs encouragement. Everybody needs money. Everybody needs support. Everybody wants to be celebrated. All of that are natural human characteristics that God has put in all of us. But he said, don't seek it. That's where the catch is. He said, do it and don't, want to, don't look to be appreciated. Do it and don't expect anybody to come back and say you did well. Do it and don't even expect, you know, expect to be promoted. Do you know the kind of attitude it must have been, attitude that Joseph must have had in Potiphar's house, that when Potiphar put him in prison, he did not backslide. You know what it means to wound your heart? He had come into his house and distinguished himself as a houseboy. He must have, you know, told on those who were stealing. He must have, you know, reported some uh, fellow houseboys. He must have done all of that. And for Potiphar to call him a rapist, he would have torn his heart. But you know his only salvation? If he never did it for Potiphar, then he would never be disappointed. And that's why he could say to the wife of Potiphar, it's God I'm doing this thing for. It's not your husband. That's first. Potiphar is second. That's where safeguard is. First. First. So what, does it, what is first? Precedence. It takes precedence. It's before the rest in order. It's before my comfort. It's the most important. It's fundamental. It's the basis of for which I'm doing what I'm doing. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I dressing the way I'm dressing? Why am I speaking the way I'm speaking? Why am I appearing the way I'm appearing? Why am I shouting the way I'm shouting? It has to be the kingdom first. It has to be the initial thought. It has to be. And you know what again? When it's forced, it will obstruct my plan. I would have done this the other way. Ah, but you remember the kingdom. It just scatters all your plans. That's why the apostle Paul could say the love of Christ constrains me. It doesn't allow me all that I would have wanted to do, it doesn't allow me. That, that first, it just gets in and displaces everything. But you know what, like I was saying, 
Our Lord Jesus, who knows the devil, knows that he's going to try us delicately. Look at the temptations of Jesus. Wasn't it what Jesus came for that he, he said, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. Look at it. I'll give it to you. Isn't that what Jesus came for? But he wasn't going to get it by bowing to Satan. Because bowing to Satan was not putting the kingdom first. He was going to get the kingdom second. And the first thing would have been doing what? Bowing to Satan. Simple. So just a little displacement. And that's where many of us fail. Because the enemy brings that displacement like Pastor Lord was saying. Brings that displacement. And you look at it and say, okay, but it's still part of it. I'm still going to get it done. I'm still going to achieve this. But that's not the issue. The one who knows the way this thing works knows that you can get it and not get it. Why do you think our Lord Jesus Christ will say, many will say to me on that day, didn't I cast out devils? Didn't I do miracles in your name? And he'll say to someone who did miracles in his name, oh, cast out devils in his name. I never knew. You know why? He was not forced. I've told us here, listen, you see, there is a level of ego you can have as a man. You will sound very anointed. You will sound convincing. You want to achieve something. You should have known. How many of us went to university here? Didn't you have friends that would just get us, I go do this, I go do this. And they were accomplishing things. It's not noise. There's a spirit in this thing. Praise the Lord. There's a spirit in it. And that spirit is a Christ-like spirit. And one of the things that will help you catch it is that look at the people in the Old Testament that the Lord used. Especially Moses. Why would Moses be the meekest person amongst the children of Israel? Let me tell you why it shouldn't be him. All of them were born into slavery. Moses was born, if there is a Jebota, what is correct now? It's not, what's the most expensive thing now? Moses was Asa. That is, you see, his leg, I'm sure his leg, this thing that they're talking about, the pastors were walking and walking on people's back. It must have been Moses as he's walking. You know, some children of Israel are falling on the ground. He was, he was a, many cuts above all of them. So if he met with them, he should have been saying, that, she, 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 please, um, I want to talk to you people. Can you lie down on the floor? Let me talk. If he was like that, nobody would blame him. He came from above them. For him to be amongst them and to be meek and be the meekest in their midst. Now challenge for you and I. That's how you know someone that is getting it right. The meekest on the surface of the earth. Praise the Lord. So you see those things and you begin to find out that the enemy can, and in most cases have, giving people the second provided a compromise on the first. Let me beg you, single sister, don't cry yourself because somebody is getting married. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Keep Christ ahead. You don't know what the, you don't know. You don't know. You just don't know. Don't cry about that. Eh? No. no don't, don't let that bother you. Just keep seeking first the kingdom. Keep seeking first the kingdom. I, I don't know how much time we have. I want to show us a story in the Bible that will help us capture this. Because I'm meditating on this and I'm sharing my meditation because, like I said, it's not even something anybody can compel you. It's something that you have to just ask the Lord to help you with. Let me put your kingdom first. You're conversing, you are talking about getting a release to say something or not to say it. Why are you saying what you're saying? Why are you winning that argument? If I keep quiet, they won't know what I know. Okay? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. 
First Samuel 24, let's see if this will illustrate it for us and we'll pray. I actually wanted to go a particular direction which the Lord may still lead me to go because I realized that the problem we have in our country is that our Christians have not understood this first. About first. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me. He said, someone got a promise that he'll be president. Now, if you're going to be president, it doesn't have to be that you transit from VP to president. It could be that you'll be VP, go to jail. They will try to assassinate you. They'll think you died. I will raise you. Whatever, whatever. After seven years, after 10 years, you become president. Is it not? But now, because of not putting the kingdom first, the moment they got close, please, I come. Because it's David we're going to read. And I'll tell you the story, so I'll get on. Remember after David was anointed by Samuel. What's the anointing? As king of Israel, isn't it? By Samuel. Do you know that after that, they immediately invited him to the palace? You remember? So at that point, and then Saul loved him and preferred him and brought him close. So you can say David became a right-hand man of Saul. So he was in the palace. If David did not understand what we're understanding now, he would have done everything to remain in the palace, thinking that he's becoming king in Israel, had to transit directly from him being inside the palace. But the wisdom of God was that the palace would reject him and drive him away. So that while he's in the wilderness, God will now qualify him to be the king after his heart. Because when God does things with you, with you, with you, with you, he's not looking at four years. Our God is eternal. When he places his hand on a man, he is looking at generations and generations to come. He's not looking at four, ten, four years. He's looking at foundations, things that will be in place. So that they will bring righteousness, justice, and all kinds of things that we can't imagine. So when David was put in the palace, he could have said, here comes the fulfillment of God's prophecy on my life. But you and I know that that was the beginning of trouble for him. And in all of that, the Bible says David behaved himself wisely, prudently. He did not become a sycophant. He did not become dumb. He did what he was to do. When it was time to kill the Philistines, he killed the Philistines. At the point, the Bible said Saul became jealous of him and started fighting him. What happened? He fled. Now watch. He's still the anointed of the Lord. He knew. But he also knew that Saul was there before him. While he was in the wilderness, let's get to this story now. Let's read together so you see. First Samuel 24. Now it happened, verse 1. When Saul had returned from following the Philistines, that he was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road where there was a cave. And Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of that particular cave. Then the men of David said to him, this is where I'm going, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now, what has happened here? It was now in the hand of David to kill the only thing preventing him from assuming the office of king. What did David do? 
Look at the next line. What, the, what, what, what this, his men told him was true. Next line says, Now it happened after David, and David arose secretly, cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Five says, Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. What's he saying here? He was saying, I'm promised king, but I must honor Jehovah. It didn't make sense. I don't know if I would have passed that test. But do you know that all that God was testing him? How could it be that of all the caves in the wilderness, is the one David was hiding on, that's all who going to uh, relieve his running stomach? How could it be? Heaven was watching. You see, when the Bible talks of the sure mercies of David, God is not partial. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, what does that say to you and I? It says that no matter how close you are to a promise, compromise can never help you. For those who are imagining that somebody will become president by compromise, you're wasting your time. It cannot be. You only become what God has, except it's the devil that is going to do it to because the devil still has time. Praise God. But whatever God has said he will make you, you can only get to that destination by obedience, by sanctifying the Lord God in your heart, by doing what he said to do, no matter the temptation. If people had been wiser and said this and this and this is against my Christian belief, they would have been itching closer to prophecy. You don't fulfill prophecy by disobeying the one who gave the prophecy. How can? You don't. The devil knows that. So he would twist it and twist it and say, just keep quiet. Let me tell you something. Faith and scheming are two opposites. Show me a schemer, I'll tell you somebody that doesn't know God. You might call it political correctness. That's why I don't listen to some people because I just say, I mean, say what you want to say. If you want to raise money, raise money. Don't tell people that the wind will blow and then some. No, if the church needs money, Pastor Dave, please on Sunday, come and raise that your money. If you want to raise money, don't tell people stories, you know. Just say it because God is faithful to perform his word because it's God. Don't say, uh, uh, well, if we talk now, some. No, say what you should say and let God do his business. God will defend himself. God will provide for himself. God will see to his word coming to pass. Is he not the one who says that he watches over his word to bring it to pass? Did he say you watch over it? What did he say we should do? We should keep obeying him. It's God that knows what he has put in place. David made sure that he did not raise his hand to kill Saul. Did Saul die? Yes. Did David become king? Yes. What happened was that David, I told us the other day, that what you have not sown, if you repeat, is to multiply the harvest for you. Because of that thing that David did, he could not die as king. He had to sleep into his rest. Kings were always taken by one assassination or the other. He could not die in war. When he got close, somebody would come in. It was impossible because he had shielded himself by obedience. He had shielded himself. But the temptation is always, do this to preserve. They are trying to sack you. Something is happening in your office. And they say, just, just compromise a little. It's the devil. Haven't you seen where they sacked people as GM and brought them back as MD? When the facts became known. That's the God we serve. 
when you put the kingdom first, all these other things shall be added. Don't put it second. Don't put it second. First, you see, <laughs> praise God. If you knew who it was that was your God, thank God for mobile phone. Mr. Koku, you're on the phone with um, one of your staff in the, in the farm, okay? And the minister calls you. Will you allow that thing on the signal on the phone? Keep saying you have a call coming in. And you keep telling the man, eh, 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 Will you continue doing ko, 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 ko? And uh, say, bring the corn, ko, keep the corn, ko, Will you continue? What will you immediately do? You cut off that call. Why? Because somebody higher up is calling you. Jehovah has an interest in your life. Don't let any other call disturb his work in your life. He has a plan for you. In every circumstance that you're facing today, he's still watching if you put him first. That's what he was telling us through David. He said, he that honors me, I will honor. It's actually about honor. It's actually about where we place him. And that's what distinguishes men in this journey of life. When heaven sees men and women who have said, God, I reverence you. God on his own says, I will lift you. I will uphold you. I will strengthen you. Let's rise on our feet. Lord, help us. Help us. First, take that place. First, first, no controversy. No negotiation. When in doubt, first. When at risk of losing everything, first. When it sounds stupid, first. Why? Because he knows everything that I need. He knows where I am. Lord, help me. Help me to be a wiser Christian. Help me to be a stronger Christian. Brethren, there is a future God has prepared for you. And he said, I'm the one who called you. I'm the one who ordained you to this very thing. I'm looking at your life. And the way you're going to achieve that destination is when you put me first. Don't allow the enemy to sidetrack me in your life. Don't make excuses on me. It's not wise. Don't make excuses on me. Neither physically, financially, emotionally, or otherwise. Don't make excuses on me. Every one of us knows that there are some things you cannot allow to fall down. Because they are priority to you. Lord, please take the place that is yours alone. Take your place in my life. That should be your prayer. Take your place in my life. I, 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 I don't want any other person to occupy say hear oh israel hear oh father's church the lord your god is number one he's above my husband he's above my wife he's above my children he's above my comfort he's above my dreams he's above my ambition you are god and i worship you i worship you I worship you. Whatever you choose to do with me, it is all right because you love me. Whatever you choose to do with me, it's all right because you made me. Wherever you want to place me, it's all right because you have saved me. And I know that you love me. 
you love me you love me lord help me help me lord keep me wiser than my adversaries keep me wiser than my tempter that i may put you first when that moment of decision comes show me lord how to put you first help me lord when my desires when my cravings when my lust when my human appetite wants to contest your stake in my life lord let me remember let me remember your advice that says seek first the kingdom of god and these all 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 that's what jesus says all all not some all 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 your place in society whether it's to be president of nigeria whether it's to be the governor of your state whether it's to be the head of your department to get married to have cars to buy a house all all no man can lose obeying his maker it's impossible no man can be shortchanged putting god first you might be delayed david was delayed david was delayed for years 10 15 20 years but david reigns as king eternally when you talk of israel you talk of king david the delay i will suffer because i put god first will be nothing compared to the extension that I will gain in eternity. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Let's begin to pray for the church in Nigeria for an understanding to come to us. Let us not get carried away with momentary things. Let us not get consumed when good luck was in power, it was an opportunity for the church to disciple him. He was a humble man. But those who went to him, they kept the kingdom second. And they put other things first. That's where we keep missing it. Because God never compromises on his standards. It was an opportunity. A door was open for access to good luck by Christian leadership. But did they lead him to Christ? Did they disciple him on the fundamentals of the faith? Did they tell him about eternal reward? They missed it and were looking for kingdoms and contracts and waivers and money for jets. Lord, help us, O oh Lord. Let us rise and seek your kingdom first, both privately and corporately as a nation. Both privately and corporately. Let us know what does the Father want. Help me, O oh Lord. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. Help us, our Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I still want us to pray for our country. And we'll pray for the Christians. Even in this trying moment. You see, the Lord said to Elijah, He said, I have 7,000 that have not bowed their knees to bow. 
we are praying for a stirring up of that 7,000. That men, everyone named a Christian in a place of decision making. Whether they be youth coppers, whether they be in the military, whether they be in the SS, anywhere there, that they will seek the kingdom first. Let there be men that will say, I cannot do this. I am a Christian. Even for our VP, let's pray that even from today, he will rise up to remember who he is and say, I'm a Christian. I cannot be a partaker of iniquity. Everyone that is named a child of God for grace to seek the kingdom first, to place God first, to fear God, to reverence God, to give God rulership over his life. Wherever a Christian is, let us pray that it will be that God has a man. God has a woman. He said to Paul, I have many men in that city. Lord, let it be that in Nigeria of today, that you have many men. Have them in Einek. Men that will not compromise. Men that will not be afraid. Have them in the polling boats. Have them, oh Lord, in the collation centers. Oh, shake Baba. Have them in the police. Have them, oh Lord, in the military. Have them everywhere. Let us pray. Let us pray. The Lord is able to hear us. That the Lord will raise amongst Christians. People that will serve God and not mammon. Even tonight, as the election comes, people that will fear God above man. People that refuse any compromise. But will exalt the Lord. Will say no. They will say no. I want to be rich. Nigeria is tough. I need money, but I cannot sell my birthright. I cannot betray my country. I cannot betray my faith. I'm a Christian. I will not tell lies. I will not allow doc doc documents. I will not sign on this document. Let the news come out with Christians that are standing up. Let us have men that will bring joy to heaven in this time, in this nation. Wherever they are, police, army, air force, INEC, Navy, DSS, police, the youth coppers, Kaposhe Kalagadagada, Elago Jende Gerebando Sandaganda, Nakapakoto Lakatakale Gerebando, Shekale Gerebago Jende Gerebaganda, Bakale Gerebako Sandaganda. Le kapo sheka bandaganda le kalako do jende gerebago sandaganda e kapa let's pray let's pray the holy spirit will find men he will find women who will do this who will do this who will say i'm a christian i'm a christian i'm a christian the spirit of christ is in me i want money who doesn't want money but i will not compromise my faith i will not sell on my jesus the blood of the men and women that are being killed in this country they will be required of me if I join this iniquity I will not join this iniquity I will not, I will not I will not, I will not tell a lie on paper I will not be witness to iniquity, to wickedness and keep my mouth shut oh Lord, find us oh Lord find us and position us find these believers in Nigeria and position them find them oh Lord amongst the journalists let them not be afraid let them not be afraid. We'll pray for a spirit of boldness. We're not talking about the unbelievers. 
about those ones that say they're Christians, about those ones that say they're born again, about those ones that claim Jesus Christ as Lord. We are saying, let Jesus be Lord indeed in their lives. Let the kingdom of God be first in their lives. Let's pray. The Lord will hear us. He said, whatever we ask according to his will, this is his will that men will seek first. Let that begin to be the transformation. Let news be heard that in Akure, let news be heard that in Medugri, let news be heard that in Akwaibom, in River State, they made a plot and one leaked it and said, I cannot be part of this. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. The Spirit of God in me wouldn't let me allow this. Ah, Kapo Shekendaganda. Oh, let your kingdom be established. Let your kingdom prosper in our time. Lord, we lift up our country. We say you have us here. We are more than 15. Lord, you said if you could find 10. You will have mercy on Sodom. Lord, behold us, O oh Lord. We are pledging to put you first. And together with many of our brethren all over this nation, we cry for mercy. We cry for mercy. We cry for mercy. We cry for mercy. We thank you. Precious Holy Spirit, we surrender to you. Behold your sons and daughters. You are helper. You are the one who brings to our remembrance the things that our Lord and Savior Jesus taught us. Thank you for in this hour bringing to our remembrance that the solution to all our challenges whether corporately individually is to seek you first tonight we receive grace tonight we receive a corporate grace for everyone named amongst the Father's church. That the enemy would not outwit us. He will not outsmart us. We also stand in the gap for fellow believers over this nation. And say, Lord, we have moved around this mountain long enough. Show us mercy. We pray for everyone in their positions in this country, especially in this time. Lord, let there be a quickening of your spirit. Let them know whose they are. Let them know how mighty our God is. Let them know that the Creator is more than able. Let everyone whether like we are praying in the highest position being occupied in this nation by a Christian, the vice presidency or to the lowest position wherever they may be 
let there be a quickening let there be a stirring let people all of a sudden say i'm a believer i serve the lord christ i will not compromise i will not fear lord you've not given us the spirit of fear but a power of love and unsound mind we say christians will no longer be afraid we will do righteousness we'll be bold and courageous in the name of jesus yes things are hard but you are faithful you preserved a generation they did not farm they did not shop their clothes did not wear out they did not lack food you will preserve the righteous lord we are praying in particular for these elections everyone on duty that is called by your name lord hear us we pray let the spirit of the fear of the lord be upon them we cast out of every one of them the spirit of the fear of man in the name of jesus lord let the wisdom of putting you first come upon them let every one of them wherever they are refuse to be compromised let them refuse to be compromised let them refuse to witness evil let them refuse to witness evil let them be lies wherever they are in the name of jesus lord use them as spoilers of whatever the enemy has planned in the name of jesus from the youth copper that may be the least in the ladder lord to the highest high official that is called by your name lord anoint them anoint them he said we are the salt of the earth let every believer involved in this process either in the security process or oh lord in the actual accounting or the monitoring let them be sought indeed let them be light indeed thank you our father thank you our god for a new nigeria where righteousness peace and justice reigns we give you praise oh lord and your people here shall be first partakers in the mighty name of jesus we give you the praise we give you the glory in the name of jesus christ hallelujah hallelujah somebody only praise can take you higher to the place where you can see the father face to face you will remain the same when you've already done what the father is when you've already given what the father is when you've already a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurch.com. Church online.org. God bless you.